Alright everybody, welcome back to your weekly episode of the Buckbuster Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything hockey. My name's Kyle, I got my three co-hosts here with me. How's it going? I'm a ghost. <laughs> hi, uh, Two of us here then, I'm sorry. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> I'm a distant memory. <laughs> <laughs> you were for a while there, sadly. You were missing in the studio. I'm back! You were here in spirit, but now you're back physically, and it is great. Couldn't be happier. I mean, I'm drinking spirits, if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> when aren't you drinking spirits? Shut up. <laughs> anyway. I know Ethan said before we started hit, hit the record button, he said he has a, uh, a question for us to debate here to start off. So, I was on my way here, and I thought about a good start bench cut for us. Okay. And we are going to be talking about the men between the pipes. Goaltenders. So, start bench cut. Marty Brodeur, Dominic Hasek, Chris Osgood. Oh, man. Oh, oh Brodeur, Hasek, and Osgood. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh. <laughs> and you can't even say in their prime or in there, because they were all good their entire career. They were career. great their entire careers. Oh, wow. I was debating on swapping Hasgood, or Osgood for... Uh, Patrick Waugh, but I'm like, no, I think Osgood's going to be a, yeah. a tough one. Osgood, Hasek, and Brodor. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to start Brodor, I think. I'm going to start Brodor, and I'm going to bench Osgood. Oh, so you're going to cut Hasek? You're cutting cut, Hasek. I'm going to cut Hasek. I'm, I'm starting Hasek. I was saying, I'm going to start Hasek. Yep. Start Hasek. Oh, he's the last I'm, two. I'm, <laughs> personally, I, I'm going to start bench Osgood and then... Cut Brodeur. I wow. can't cut, I can't cut Brodeur. That's why I'm starting Brodeur. No, see... I think I was saying the other way around. I was saying start Hasek, bench Brodeur. Cut off. good. As That's much as right. that hurts me. As, mu- as much as it hurts me as a fucking Detroit fan, how do you think I feel? Yeah. You're yeah. cutting Osgood. Huh? You're cutting Osgood. Yeah. You're the same um, as me. Start Hasek, bench start Brodeur. Hasek. Hasek. Uh, bench Brodeur. Actually, no. I think I would swap uh, Brodeur and Hasek. Yeah, start Brodeur, start bench Brodeur, Hasek. Bench Hasek and... It's cut. tough. Yeah, that's, that's a tough, tough one. one. That's a good one. That's tough. As I said, I was thinking about it. I'm like, this actually might be the toughest start bench cut. I was even trying to think of a response. My entire drive over here. My entire half-hour drive over here. You are talking and, to yourself. And I, Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to the voices in my head on that one. But, You're like, uh, oh, which one did I do? Because it's mean? just like... Ha- both Hasek and... Uh, Osgood are regarded as two of the Red Wings' best goaltenders that they ever had. But if we're going off of statistics, to me it only makes sense to start Brodeur. Right. Looking yeah. at the pedigree that that man has left in the NHL, yeah. it's... I would argue to say that there's really no other answer than to start Brodeur. Like, either, either start or bench him. Like, the, you, you can't cut him. Yeah. I think he's why he's considered one of the New Jersey Devils' greatest players in their franchise. I'd put it as he's one, he was one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that man was a brick house. So let's Wait. see. He got a brick. In, yeah, in he was house. In Brodeur's career, I just pulled it up. 
he had in 1,266 games played, he has 691 wins, 397 losses. Wow. Now that's NHL.com. You can see. Let me look up I'm not Chris going Os- crazy. Oh, let me look up Chris Osgood. And then I'll look up Dominic Cass. Because, oh, and fun fact, they uh, Detroit Red Wings bought uh, both Chris Osgood and Jimmy Howard back onto the team as analysts. Nice. Oh. Now team analysts. So what would they do as team analysts? I never really understood analysts for hockey. I understood it for other sports, but I never really wrapped my head around analysts for hockey. I say it's kind of similar to like how football is like. Look at like Bill Cowher and okay. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Like obviously with their experience, they've talked yeah. about highlights. Okay. But like Mike Rupp does does for the Penguins and yeah. Yeah, like I said, I just I've understood I've understood it more through like football wow. and Chris Osgood didn't play in as many games as I thought he did. He only played in seven hundred and forty four games in his entire career. Really? Four hundred and one wins, two hundred and sixteen losses. Wow. Yeah, and then as for Dominic Cass, he's played seven hundred and thirty five games, three hundred and eighty nine wins, two hundred and twenty two. Losses. So they're pretty hand in hand with each other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the end of his, or at the peak of his career, the goals against average for Chris Osgood was 2.49 and a .905 save percentage. Then as for Dominic Cass, his goals against is 2.20, and then his save percentage is .922. Wow. Oh. Um, for Marty. His goal against was 2.24. His save percentage was 0. .912. Wow. So very close. So pretty accurate that we put Osgood at the bottom of that list. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. still, damn. I'm still, yeah. I'm Actually, I'll, I would switch. So, um, ooh, this is kind of cool. Chris Osgood, a three-time Stanley Cup winner with the Detroit Red Wings, is the only goalie in NHL history to win more than 400 games and lose fewer than 250. Wow. 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 That's crazy. Yeah, so I'll change my answer. I'll switch Burdor um, as my bench and then Osgood as my cut. Yeah. But that was a really good. Yeah, that yeah, was a good. That was a good one, Ethan. Okay. okay. <coughs> I, I figured it would have thrown you guys for a loop. All right, Jeffy, take All us down right. to the OHL with your All stats, right. news, milestones, whatever. All right. So we'll start with one of the trades that happened this week. Between the North Bay Battalion and the Saginaw Spirit. Saginaw. North Bay trades um, Nick Sima and Cam Gavaro to Saginaw, and then in return they get Josh Bloom and Brandon Hislop. As I say, surprisingly, Saginaw trade just like um, Flint last week, they traded their captain. There's a lot more teams in that in the OHL are doing that, so it makes me kind of scared. <laughs> yeah. Really hope the really hope the Otters don't trade away Cameron Morton. Really, uh, so really don't. No, yeah, it'll yeah. be bad. I don't think they would, but no. So I know Cameron Morton isn't very much liked in our league because especially in our division, everybody's scared of him. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he's a straight up goon. He he's, he's a lovable goon. We love him. Yeah. And we're glad that he has a C on him, but he is a goon regardless. Right. Yeah, and then. For 
we'll start with some milestone goals. Um, on the 11th, um, which we missed last week, um, Blake Smith of the Oshawa Generals versus Ottawa got his first career goal. Um, moving up to November 13th, Luca Maria of Oshawa, he got his first career against Hamilton. November 17th, Zane Paretic of Saginaw got his first goal against Niagara. November two, November 18th, goal um, first career. Port Porter Martone of Sarnia got his first against Windsor, and then Marcos Stozov of Flint got his against London. And then as for um, signings or trades, um, Nolan Burke of Sarnia he had signed a three-year entry level with the Nashville Predators. And then Logan Morrison of the Hamilton Bulldogs played 200 career points. He's in the OHL with uh, 78 goals so far, 124 assists, and 183 games played. Wow. 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 And then going down to Windsor, um, Matthew Ma Maggio, he is named their captain this year for Windsor. And then Barry Colts head coach. Marty Williamson coached his 900th career game against Hamilton earlier this wow. wow. And then kind of moving up to um, Erie, um, they obviously announced that there are two games that they were supposed to play this weekend. The What's t today? The um, 18th. 18th. 18th and 19th. 19th. Okay. The 18th and 19th game against Saginaw and the Ottawa have been postponed. The 18th game has not been announced, but they rescheduled um, their game against the 67ers on Monday, the 20, the 21st. And then while we're sticking with the Otters, um, in last week's game, last Saturday's game against um, Owen Sound, Artem Kulikov has been suspended for six games for his actions in um his fighting penalty, match penalty that he got last Saturday. Yeah, oh, wow. Very deserved though. Well, it's it was deserved. really deserved because oh, really? he was yeah. really, he was pretty much the, he was already the guy was already down. He was still throwing he was still throwing punches and at, yeah to the uh, head and everything right to the, to the back of his head too. Like that's. Did you see the? Uh, did you happen to see the news about uh, Marshall Nichols? He, and he got speaking, sent down. and then he got sent. He actually got sent over to the QMJHL. Okay, I don't know um, that. So he's over there. Signed. Okay, I okay. can't pronounce it, the team. That's because it's it, it's all in French. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I'm kind of glad that we at least Marshall Nichols is going to be playing somewhere. Yeah, sucks, I, mean, I will admit it kind of sucks to see him go. But we have was it Kevin Downey? I said we had Kyle Downey. Kyle Downey. Nolan Lawn, and then we got our draft pick on. Jacob Gibson in this past year's draft, and he's and for being a rookie. Even though yeah, Gibson is a lead down in the OH, but we'll eventually once we need him, he'll be there in case we ever need him to call up. Yeah, where's he? Where's he at now? Uh, Some minor. It's like Triple like A team. Something like that. It's like yeah. the O J H L something. Yeah. Something like That's that. True. Um. But yeah, there's so I mean, many hockey leagues out there nowadays. Yeah. It gets really confusing. Especially those smaller ones, I ne don't hear much about. It. It's more like the CHL that you hear mostly from. CHL, the, OHL, AHL. Yeah, 
even the QMJHL, you hear some. Good yeah, that's stuff all. In this, all the, again, yeah. you can't really understand half of what they say because of again it being yep. in French. French. Right. But you do get some good some good stuff uh, out of there. Yeah. So obviously that's where uh, Mark Andre Fleury, um, Sidney Crosby came out of. Was oh the really? The yeah. QMJ. Same I don't thing. know that. Yeah, uh, Flurry came from Cape Brenton. Cape Brenton Screaming Eagles. Crosby came from Ramuski. Yeah. Wow. wow. Well, so there's something a, new every day. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of... Hot damn. There are a lot of good guys <coughs> that are currently in the NHL that came from the QMJ. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's all the OHL news that we have this week. All right. Okay. Moving on to NHL milestones. Uh, Mati Blumel of the Dallas Stars got his first NHL goal on Monday against the Philadelphia Flyers, as well as Cole Kopke of the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Washington Capitals, also on Monday night. I think it's, I want to say it's pronounced Kepka. Might be. It might it's be. It's K-O-E-P-K-E, or, yeah, P-K-E. K-O-E-P-K-E. That, that, yeah, I want to say it's Kepka. That might be. That's actually pretty good, yeah. Yeah, that kind of sounds about right. I'm just thinking of Brooks Kepka, though. Okay. Yeah, it might be. Uh, big news coming out of Columbus. Patrick Line out three to four weeks with an ankle injury. Yeah, that, Columbus, poor Columbus, man. Yeah. They just lost Zach Wierenski for the year. Now they're out. They're sniper for another two, three or four weeks. Yeah. That's... Things just keep getting rough, more rough and rough for, See, for Columbus. I guess what's I'm kind of glad Columbus is on this bruised bust now. You know, they're kind of getting their injuries, but I mean, early in the, well, they're getting them earlier in the season than later. As of most teams, don't get them until later in the season. For a perfect example is Pittsburgh. We don't start get we do great. Well, besides this season, we do normally do great in the right in the beginning of the season, and then all of a sudden, once midseason passes, it's injury bust. Is, you know, injuries, injuries, is injuries. Detroit's looking like the fourteen last fourteen years of the Detroit Red Wings. I never thought I'd say that. See the day that the Detroit Red Wings have a better record than the Penguins right now. Never same, thought I'd see the same day. Game goes with the New Jersey Devils. They're right. Dude, on they're not tw- I thought no, they'd be 12. Well, they, won, they won last night against. Um, well, they won this afternoon. They made it 12. Yeah, this afternoon, so, not last night. Yeah. Jersey's actually genuinely yeah. surprising me. And you know, I have a little bit of a soft spot for Jersey because they do have a former Red Wing of mine. Thomas Tatar. Thomas Tatar. I say, we got to. Like, I know somebody that we know at the Otters. Um, that's a good friend of ours um, that we talked all the time with daughters. He's a big New Jersey fan. Mm-hmm. Um, They're a solid team. I mean, yeah. I've, I put it, let's put it this way. I've never had a problem with New Jersey. No, me yeah, neither. Me neither. I, I wouldn't say, I I definitely wouldn't say I hate them. No. Yeah. Are they, I would put them in maybe my top five teams in the league. I'd say that's fair. Mm. Like top I put five, right maybe top ten. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. I'd just put them in the neutral zone. Like, I don't hate them, nor I don't like them. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely at the bottom of my list for teams in our division that I yeah. dislike. Yeah. So, do you think New Jersey this year possibly has a playoff potential? Probably. If, if they keep the street going now. If they I don't want to say anything because it's the Devils and anything can happen. <laughs> I know, but if I they... I said we're early on in the season. I just, know. It's just or what, like, not, not even 20 games in? It's just kind of like with the Penguins. Like, we're normally... Like, we said this during our... Buffalo trip, um, that it's hard right now. It stinks that we're seeing them play this bad when we have not seen them play this bad, like, early on in the season. Um, right. 
where normally their slump is always it was it always December like the month yeah. of December, December January. January and that's one we always known as March of the Penguins is one we we always go off in March always and this year it's different like we're used we're not used to seeing it, their slump this early on in the season yeah. where we just have a little bit of catching up to do we'll mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do it I think just a little bit I have to, I I'm not even a pen- well, I shouldn't say I'm not a Penguins fan but. You know, I even have faith in you guys that you guys will definitely be able to oh, yeah. pull it back and potentially even shoot for a wild card spot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other big uh, milestone to speak, Steven Stamkos got his 500th career assist on Tuesday against the Dallas Stars. So, congrats, Mr. Steven Stamkos. Stammer. Yeah. Uh, William Lockwood of the Vancouver Canucks got his first NHL point against Buffalo on uh, Tuesday. I want, kind of want to bring that up since I was, that was in Boston, correct? Uh, against Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, my bad. Um, never mind. I'll wait to okay. later. And Ethan's new boy, Jonathan Bergeron of the Detroit Red Wings, got his first NHL goal against the Anaheim Ducks, also on Tuesday. Quack, quack. Uh, John Tavares scored his 400th career NHL goal. Blake Wheeler got his 300th career NHL goal against the Seattle Kraken. He's only at 300? Yeah. I thought he was a... I thought it was higher than that. Uh, Pontus Holmberg of the Toronto Maple Leafs scored his first NHL point against the Penguins on uh, Wednesday. Nikita Alexandrov of the St. Louis Blues got his first career NHL point against the Blackhawks on uh, Thursday. No, that had been Wednesday. I'm sorry. Yeah, Wednesday. Trevor Moore of the LA Kings got his first career hat trick against the Edmonton Oilers on Wednesday. It's a tough feat to do, especially against the Oilers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Thursday, Crosby scored goal number 525, tiring the one and only Marion Hosa for 35th all-time. Uh, well, I'm excited to see how Hosa's number go up into the rafters here soon. That'll yeah. be actually tomorrow on Marion Hosa that gets his number. Is that tomorrow against Pittsburgh? Uh, is, it he, is he doing it with Chicago? or? He's doing it with Chicago. Yeah, he'll be against Pittsburgh then, yeah. Yep. Just say he's getting it. He'll be the now the eighth NHL player to get for Chicago to get his number yep. raised, the Raptors. And our boy, we've been hyping this up all season, Phil the Thrill Iron Man Kessel just played his 1,000th consecutive game. Wow. And the only NHL player the to The only ever, NHL player to ever do that. Wow. So that, congrats to Phil there. That is awesome. Absolutely. Just to see him. And I... We always, how we always, we've said as many times the last few seasons and earlier this season when he became the Iron Man. It's funny that we used to be calling him Fat Boy Phil. Now he, he's with Iron, Man Iron Man Phil. Yeah. Um, uh, some more Nick Seasick of the San Jose Sharks got his first NHL point against the Detroit Red Wings on Thursday. Boom! An injury to report Jig Muzzin out indefinitely with a spine injury. Ooh. That one's tough. Was it upper or lower, did they say? Uh, it's just a, I just saw okay. it was spine. I think it was upper. <sighs> yeah, that's right in that sensitive uh, spot then. As of tomorrow night, we switched our recording nights to Saturday nights, by the way, if you guys didn't know. We usually record on Sundays. but So tomorrow, Sunday, Gino Evgeny Malkin will officially play his 1,000th career game. So shout out to your boy, Let's Evgeny Malkin. Russian bear. Uh, Matt Duchesne scored his 700th career point. Uh, we said about Stamkos 500 assists, and Matthew Kachuk finally reached 400 career points. 
Uh, John Carlson has 900 career NHL games played. Wow. As well as Radek Faska played 500 career games. Who? Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's about and all Matthew we got. Matthew got his 400. There's one I other... There is one other thing with Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, go ahead and bring that up, Bubba. Sidney Crosby officially beats Brian Trottier, Trottier. I, Trottier in all-time career points at 1,426. Yeah. Boy, Sid right there. He is... 31 points outside of 16. The Finnish Flash. Timu Solani. He's getting close to him, man. Yeah. It could, could happen probably by the end of the season, definitely for sure. Oh, yeah. I can see it, even if it's early next season. Right. There, I don't know what it's been recently, but, like, my TikTok has just been full of Timu Solani. Yeah. Really? Like, I don't know what it's been. I saw, I, I liked one video. Of Tima Solani getting interviewed, and now it's just like, oh, well, it seems like you like Tima Solani, so I'm going to give you an entire hour of a TikTok feed. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell? I'll say he's a really good player. I'll say, I'm not complaining, I'm I not like going to complain, but it's just like, what the fuck? I like one video, and it's like, oh, well, this guy must be a huge, like, Tima Solani's yeah. number one fan. And uh, Bobo had sent this and said, I said we should wait and save this for a debate for tonight. Um, Errol Carlson. Uh, San Jose is now listening and hearing about potential trade options for him. Uh, he has four years left in his contract at eleven and a half million dollars a year. Um, who? How much do you think they would need to get in return? Like, where do you, where do you see a good place for Eric Carlson? Honestly, I think they should. I think he would be good with like Anaheim, because one of those. Eh, big, well, I think that comes up like every. I think you say that every well, single the re- time. Because Anaheim's been a basement team for. I'm think. I think someone like that is a, a good start point to rebuild. I got. So hear me out, right? I may also be a little bit tipsy while I say this, so <laughs> just bear with me. Uh oh. Ethan, bear with me. <laughs> so, obviously, last episode I talked about Detroit potentially having the pieces together to get Bo Horvat. I can potentially see if the Bo Horvat deal does not go through, like if it just falls south, I could see them going for Carlson. I was also going to yeah. say Detroit. I can, I, see, was. I can see Detroit going for Eric Carlson. Like they, they have, they can afford it. They have the cap space still. I'm, at least I'm pretty sure they can still afford him. They, they still have, I think, the most amount of room left. So they can very easily afford him. Yeah. Trade trade a couple other pieces away. Maybe have to trade one of the prospects. Maybe trade one of their, their new guys, such as, I don't know, maybe like Lucas Raymond or something. You know. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't give. Up. I, I don't. I wouldn't give up Lucas Raymond. No. Um, who would you then? If you, who would you then? As much as it fucking hurts me to say, because he's a big old boy, I'd say even somebody like Big Elm, Big Elmer. Elmer. Wow. Elmer Soderblom. I mean. Well, as of right now, they wouldn't be allowed to throw that into a trade scene because Elmer's currently on the IR. Yeah. But. but say he were to come back off of the IR or come back from IR. And this is all just possibility. Like he, they're just listening to potential, like seeing, pretty much exploring their options. What can we get for Eric Carlson if Dude, we decide I to would absolutely trail? shit bricks. You've been you've been in love with this man since we started the show. The flow, his flow, the flow, the mustache, the hot mics. <laughs> just oh, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> My favorite, 
one of my favorite hockey hot pots ever. I, I watch that almost daily and just laugh my ass off at it. No, but all in all, he's a very solid defenseman. He is. Yeah, he is. He is a very, very solid defenseman, and guess what I've been saying since we started this season was Detroit needs a better fucking defense. Yes. Who is a better, better. veteran defenseman than Eric Carlson? Right. It's I, very I, possible. I, I can see Stevie Y putting a bit in for him. I can the Yazer, is, is he part of the Yazer plan? I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it for a like, second. The Yazer plan, he's not done. We've been saying that since even Who since before the, the offseason. Like, it's, it's scary that he's not done. Oh, no, the... I'm convinced that he's not hey, no. done. He, I'm. He is in the mindset of. I think he's trying to rebuild the '98, the '98 Stanley Cup team. Yeah. And I would say he's pretty well on the way to doing it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's pretty damn close. Like, I mean, obviously he's not going to have the big names like Pavel Datsyuk, Vlad Konstantinov, you know, stuff like that. But we do have Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, Mo Sider. Jakob Veronica gets very fucking healthy. Ville Husso now. Ville Husso, uh, Alex Nadelka. All you guys need to fix is your defense. And your top six, I'd even go as far as saying your top nine now is solid. Oh, yeah. it's fucking golden. You're, you're, you got, it's got, the best you got, it's you got been a very good, you know, one-two goaltender punch back there. It's the best you just it's need been a defense. in probably five years. Probably. Yeah, easily. Like, Ville Husso has been otherworldly this year. Oh, dude. He's been oh, insane. God tier. Oh, it makes me, it makes me so happy. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I was when I, when I saw the Red Wings picked him up, dude. I was over the moon. I mean, immediately when I saw that, I'm like, Ethan's got to be so. Oh, happy dude, about I was this. so excited. I, I was thrilled when he got picked up by Detroit. I was like, they need someone like that. But we also, yeah, Billy Huso's great. But we can't also forget. Alex Nedeljkovic, yep. his backup. Yep. Yep. He's a solid. very, very solid backup. Yep. Well, he did work great well, last year. Bouncing off what Kyle said, you got your forward co- forward core all set squared away. Your goaltending core all set squared away. That's God tier. Now, if you can adjust, not even like majorly fix, you just need an adjustment. If, I like that word. If you can, ad- I like that if you word. Can adjust, if you can adjust or tweak... That defense that I was that defense I was a defensive line, <laughs> defensive core. Yes, the defensive core. You guys will be gold, and they won't be the Red Wings. They'll be the Gold Wings. Gold Wings. Yeah. So we'll be a bunch of geezers on motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Ethan drink on recording nights. <laughs> no, let me drink on recording nights. I'm actually having fun here. Wow! Actually, you mean you don't have fun normally is what you're saying. No, I do have fun. Okay. You're just having more fun. I'm having more fun. Extra fun I mean. tonight. Extra fun. Extra fun. Now that we change it to Saturdays, we don't have to worry about being to work at fucking 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm Hi! Morning, so. I mean, I have to be there at 8, but, you know. I'm, I'm going to work till 2 tomorrow. I'm fucking living. I'm ready. So... Yeah, so today we don't have a topic. We're just this we're is just our second kind of wing it. This is our second our second ever improv. We're just gonna sit here and we're just gonna talk. We're gonna talk hockey. We're gonna bullshit and just have some fun. So we were kind of touching on it before. I was scrolling through my Facebook feed and I found a picture from the Seattle Kraken practice and they had the goalies practicing screening on each other, and it was a picture of Philip Grubauer and Magnus Helberg who is their newest 
well, newer goaltender. And let me tell you, that boy is a fucking giant. He's a big boy. What was he, 6'5", 6'6"? Six, 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 six. He's 6'6", yeah. six six, 209 pounds. I don't know what it is about Swedish goaltenders or Swedish hockey players in general, but they all seem to be above six foot. Big I, boys. I am con- convinced that Swedish people are just born naturally at five foot five. <laughs> and they, they just come out of the womb and just... Just, all right, it's still coming, still coming. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, Finally, there's the head. There! <laughs> Just holds up a five foot five tall fucking baby. Congratulations, it is a healthy delivery. He's sixty four inches long and he weighs hundred and twenty pounds. It's like, wow. Uh, I um, I kind of want another thing. I want to talk. Ethan wasn't here for when um, when we did this um, where we asked how we all got into hockey. Bubba, I don't remember because I remember. Well, because I mean, I think you felt you were so tired. He, his family was disappointed in him because he said the goalies weren't flexible. So he's like, "Watch this shit." Yeah. Um, I, I kind of want to ask Ethan, like, what was your big thing in the getting in the hockey or your reasoning? Ooh, and ooh, I like that question. I oh man, I don't know. So like, growing up, I really wasn't big in the sports, but I spent a lot of time with my uncle. Uh, shout out, Uncle Nick, love you, whatever. Uh, but he was a big time hockey, well I shouldn't say big time, but he was a big hockey player when I was growing up, and, Mm. you know, I had that Little Tykes frickin' hockey set when I was like four or five years old, and he's like, I'm gonna teach you how to play, I'm gonna teach you how to shoot, how to handle a puck, how to skate, how to do all this different shit, and I was like, alright, this is cool. Like, I, I dig this, because I, I think it was more or less the, whoa, <laughs> uh, it was more or less the, the quality time that I was getting to spend with my uncle, and, you know, I spent a lot of time with him growing up, and even into my earlier to mid-teenage years, I spent a lot of time with him. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every time I was with him, we were watching hockey, whether it was past highlights, whether it was regular Detroit games. He was he is the guy that made me fall in love with the Detroit Red Wings. I say, is that your reason why you're a Red Wings fan? Wholeheartedly. He is the man that made me fall in love with the Detroit Red Wings from such a young age, and that's why I say I'm a lifelong fan because... I've literally followed the Red Wings since I was like seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then getting to grow up and watch guys like Nick Lidstrom, Thomas Holmstrom, you know. Pavel Datsuk, Henrik Lundqvist, Henrik Zetterberg. Henrik Zetterberg. Stevie like, Wyatt, his very end of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at the very end. Yeah, at the very, very end of his career. But I would grow up in the, like you said, in the era of Datsuk. Lidstrom and Hosa. Holmstrom and Marion Hosa, and it's just like those were the guys that really made me fall in love with hockey because they were artistic on skates, yes. and they were artistic when it comes comes to puck handling. Like you've heard me talk about the soft spot I have for Pavel Datsuk. In my opinion, he is my favorite NHL player of all time. Yeah, no questions asked. Like, 
And I know people are going to say, oh, what about Gordie Howe and what about Gretzky? And I'm like, those are givens. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Gordie Howe is Mr. Hockey and fucking Gretzky is the, the great, great one. one. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that those guys don't have accolades in, their sel- in themselves of, you know, cementing their history in the sport of hockey. But for me, it was guys like Pavel Datsuk and Thomas Holmstrom. Both of those guys were the two that made me fall in love with hockey. And even outside of the Red Wings, you know, I remember I was fucking mind-blown when I found out that there were more teams than the Detroit Red Wings. And it just... uh, It just kind of snowballed from there into a borderline unhealthy addiction, but I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hockey, man. You can't. Yeah, it's hockey. It's it's and, that, it's and the thing is, is it's brutal as shit. But it's a gentleman's sport too. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say, "Ooh, golf's the true gentleman's sport because it's quiet and you get to go." And don't get me wrong, I love golf. I'm an avid fucking golfer too. But uh, I've seen you nuke I, one, so I mean, yeah, a couple times. So we've gone. Well, I say these boys times. have seen. <laughs> oh yeah. Seen me hit some fucking bombs. Yeah. We go but off, we try to get out as much as we can. In the that same. was an that was another sport that I grew up in. But my main passion was hockey, and I loved hockey. And for the longest time, I wanted to be a hockey player. I wanted to be a professional hockey player ever since I was a kid. Obviously, I'm sitting here, so that didn't happen. (laughs) But at least you get to talk about hockey. But at least I get to talk about it and get to have an outlet about it and, you know, be able to get to share my passion not only with you guys, but to get to share it with really the rest of the world. Right. Because, you know... Hockey is an amazing sport, and, you know, it's kind of got me, I, you know, I kind of want to counter your question with a question, and this is going to be kind of deep, and I'm talking balls deep on this bitch. (laughs) Okay. What do you think you boys would do if you never discovered hockey? Ooh. I mean, I feel like in this world, it'd be almost impossible to never to never discover hockey. But I'm saying at the age, like you didn't discover it until until know, now, a couple of years ago. Because oh. I know there's some people that are just finally discovering. Yeah. Uh, actually, are learning, or sitting down and watching the sport, or at well, least I trying mean, to learn. Like, I can say I'm, well, I can say I'm one of those people, because as you guys know, I used to go to Otters games all the time because of Paul. I went. I went. Used to go all the time when I was like really, really little. Yeah, same, same when, I, when I was like a little baby, like you know, so when my parents used to babysit for these, man, these people. This just turned into a really deep episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my parents used to babysit for these guys, and pretty much how they would pay my parents would they they'd give them otters tickets, and yeah. we'd all we'd all get to go to the otters game. Yeah, but like, and it and it's cool because you think about like the earlier times in the otters mm-hmm. when we got to watch them. You know, you got to watch guys like Brian O'Reilly, hell, Connor McDavid. Anthony Sorelli, Eric Chernak, yeah. Alex Dabrinkit. You know, we grew up watching those guys play, Absolutely. and now they're big-time NHL yeah. stars. I mean, yeah. obviously McDavid, McJesus, whatever. And look at Anthony Sorelli. Uh, Anthony Sorelli's a two-time Stanley same Cup thing champion. Same Eric Chernak, Burakovsky's a two-time now. I forgot Burakovsky yeah. played for the yeah. Otters. Yeah. But, like... He only played one one full year, and then he got... Well, same with uh, Ryan O'Reilly. He only played one full season. Or with I think he played two. Regardless, his tenure with the Otters was fairly short yeah. compared to guys, like, as I said, like McDavid, Debrinkit, 
the Strom brothers, whoever. And in fact, we're actually, and what's special about, like, with us being, we're lucky enough to have, like, the otters in our backyard. Yeah, we're, seriously. We're, we not only are seeing the future of the NHL, but we're seeing future Hall of Fame, potentially Hall of Famers. Like Connor McDavid. Like, like Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid's a good I, st- I still and, love and the fact that we can show up and say, we got, I got to watch Connor McDavid play for 15 bucks. Like I said, yeah. like I said last episode, I have a I get to watch Connor jersey. McDavid, Alex Dorigan, and Dylan Strong play together yeah. for 15 bucks. Yeah. And from Dude, back, that was the dream team. That was yeah. the that Otters was. dream team. I mean, look oh. at the picture we have right there. Just some of the guys in the, that... The Radish brothers, Dylan Strom, Alex yeah. DeBrink, and Eric so, Cernak, Anthony Sorelli, all in that picture. So what picture of me? Warren Fogel. Like, down, down here in the studio, my stepdad used to work for the Otters, and we were he was there when the Otters won their last big championship. Which is officially five years ago this year. Five, five years, years ago, ago this year and so, 20 years ago. The cool, part, the cool part is my step, he, the, the team included all the staff members. So my younger brother Drew and my stepdad are in the team picture surrounding the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and before we get any more deep into this, Bobo actually pulled up something. Uh, we had a waivers signing. Yeah. Uh, Tyson Jost got signed to the Buffalo Sabers oh, from poor, Minnesota. Poor guy. I actually kind of want to before we go back to anything else. I just we, wanted to say that before we yeah. forgot. Um. Real quick before we go back into everything we're, we just talked about, I want to stick with Buffalo real quick. Um, earlier in the week when Boston played um, Buffalo, um, right before the po- official first drop of the puck, um, Bert, Patrice Bergeron talked to Tage Thompson about like asking like how his wife was doing because mm-hmm. she, had, I guess, recently has was had cancer in it the last few years and oh, wow. she was. Can't I guess? Parent, she just recently came cancer free, and then he was. That's awesome. And he, one, he checked in with Tage to make sure, like, say how she's doing. I'll tell you what. Out of everybody, well, on that's why hockey is a gentleman's sport. Because there's Again, no, I love, I, there's I love no to say that, but we can, we can't continue to say that about because that it's gonna happen in every sport. I know. It's not just it's, hockey. It's not really it's not talked about in other sports like it is with hockey, though. It, eh, it is still. It but. is, but. The thing is, is it's it's even. Well, I'll pu- I think a better way to word it is it's it's even more touching to you mm. when said sport is your favorite sport. Yeah. When it happens in hockey, that, and hockey is your he, favorite sport, it just touches your heart. But and the thing is, is I feel like hockey is the sport where a lot of like true compassion kind of shows through. Where you look at the NFL, you look at the MLB, you look at stuff like that, and you don't really see it all that often. You know, it's you take a big hit and you get up and you play the next play. Whereas, mm. you know, an NHL player can take a big hit, whatever, be down on the ice or whatever, and you'll have the dude who fucking hit him immediately right to his side, be like, "Hey, yeah. get these medics out here like yeah. now." What? What and was? And it's sorry, I didn't mean to cut. No, you no, off, no, you're good. But like, I would, per, I can confidently say now, out of every. I would say out of everybody on the Boston Bruins, Patrice Bergeron is the biggest class act. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Every single one Absolutely. of them. And the one that really surprised me, and it's one that we dumpstered on since we started the show, Marshall. was Brad Marshall. Off the ice. Oh, he, is a, he is an I, angel off the ice. I did ice. not so realize how much he did off of the yeah, ice. He is Same a, with P.K. Subban. Yeah. 
You get Subban, we, Alex Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, all these guys off the ice do great, great are things. Amazing. We might absolutely hate these players on, on the, the ice and playing against these players, but yeah. off the ice, they're they're humans. Yeah, and, you know, and that's, that's what a lot of people fail to see. Well, and that's what I think is great because again, you see guys in the NFL, you see guys in the MLB, and their fame kind of gets to them. Yeah, where when you look at NHL players and you see them off the ice, and you know instead of spending a day going out driving the new Lambo or whatever the fuck they do, yeah. they go to a children's hospital. They mm-hmm. spend the day with those kids. You know, they're doing signings. They're doing. They're meeting their fans, and yeah. it's just like, to me, as a hockey fan, that just solidifies my love for the sport. Absolutely. And it makes me really appreciate the extent that these players, even though, like you said, we hate playing them, or we just hate them in general, right. the extent that they go for their fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the one, I don't know if you guys have seen the one clip uh, from, uh, from Carey Price, when... There was a there was a young fan, mom promised it, promised him to uh, that she would take him to a Montreal Canadiens game, uh, and that he would get to meet Carey Price and whatever. She unfortunately passed away from cancer. Uh, I've I've actually his, seen this. His dad took him to the game, and after the game, or I think it was after like a practice or like the. Warm-ups. Pre-game or yeah. like the warm-ups, you know, the young fan went over. I mean, he's tearing, he's crying, he's whatever, yeah, and he told he kind of told the story of Carrie to t- Carrie, saying, you know, my mom promised me that I'd get to meet you. Unfortunately, she passed. Whatever. He couldn't be. And there. literally, the first thing Carrie did was took his mask off and hugged the kid. Mm. Literally, and I, and I don't mean like a quick little like bro hug. I mean like they oh, sat wow. there for probably a minute, just mm. hugging it out and whatever. He signed a couple of sticks. He signed a jersey, whatever. And then, I think it was when they were announcing like all the awards for like the Vesna, the court, uh, the Calder, like all that yeah, different stuff. He brought the kid on stage. And was I did not just, see that. I didn't I, know that he one. brought the kid on stage and was like, you know, the moment that you and I shared really touched me and it really sat with me. And wow. He's just like, I want to give you and your family tickets to the All-Star game that I'm playing in. And hmm. it was... It was a big deal. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I got teared I up. I did too. I, I teared up when I watched it because it's like, you know, these guys are absolute monsters on the ice. Like they're absolute beasts of human beings, but when they take the helmet off and they take and they take the gloves off, they are just as human as anybody yeah. sitting in the studio. Yeah. They don't let the fame get to their head. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what That's that, a better better way to put it, is the saying stuff like that, you know. In in the NHL, you know, how often do you see players in the NHL request a trade because they're unhappy with where they are? Not really. Not it just even in the past few years, the only two names that come to mind are Jack Eichel and Matthew Kachuk. Well, and Jack that's Eichel, it. Jack they, Eichel is they, understandable because Buffalo fucked them. Yeah, <laughs> Buffalo Fifty Shades of fucked them. Yeah, I mean, like, like they wouldn't let him get. They wouldn't let him get a the, in the, like, the NFL, the NBA, even the MLB nowadays. Like it seems like every single day a new name is coming up saying, "Oh, I want to leave. I don't like. I don't like where I, I'm don't at. Like I want more I'm, money." I, yeah, it's like I'm more. It's like I'm worth more than fucking. Seven, I'm, I'm worth more than thirty nine million dollars a year. Like I, I, I do, I'm deserving of at least sixty to seventy million. It's like fuck off. Like, like go, go pack bags at fucking Walmart. A, for all I can. Hi. Like, <laughs> I, I, like, 
fucking hell. You can come work with me. I don't care. I work at Walmart. It's just like, oh, it, oh, fuck. Oh, God, that drives me nuts. Yeah, it's India. Kind of like going off that, like, Evgeny Malkin, like, his, he was on a contract, looking for a contract at the beginning of the year. Um, yeah, Ibgeny Malkin like took he, less money to stay yeah. with the Penguins to free up cap space to bring more guys in to give the other players more money. Absolutely. But, and, he, and for the fact he rather take the cut that he's normally worth, he's like, I just want to, I just want to play hot. I want to stay with this. He's, I, want he's to play I, want, I want to blame. Yeah. I want to stay in Pittsburgh. I think and, you know. Sorry, I, just go ahead. <laughs> I think Sorry. one of my favorite clips I've seen. I actually think it was at an Otters game. I don't exactly remember. It was a really was it Connor McDavid screaming "fuck" at the top of his no, lungs. No, <laughs> no. It was a real nasty hit. It was either we, I was watching it at the Otters or on TV. I honestly don't remember. It was a real nasty hit between two players, and once the player hit the ice, the dude immediately knew he fucked up. I think like and that happens more often than not. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm I sure know. you've seen it. It happens it, all the time. It was. I think it was at an Otters game, and when he crunched the ice, his head went towards the ice. So he kind of did this. His head contorted towards the ice, and his physical helmet pressed against the ice of the hit. Yeah. He was literally, his head, his neck was at a 90-degree angle when he hit the ice. He was like this. Yeah. And immediately, the kids, he sat on the ice for probably 20 minutes. I'm not being that. able to move, not being able to do anything. And dude, immediately, it was the goalie and the, the winger who hit, or the defenseman who hit him. Yeah. Immediately threw off their gloves, their helmet, their everything. And they're like, hey. You know, get your asses over here. Come on, this kid needs help. Come on. And they and after those two did it, the coaches came out. And there was literally both teams rallied behind this one kid who's sitting on the ice and he can't get up. And you literally saw the dude who hit him literally threw him over his shoulder with the other kid, the other goalie. You know, kids don't even know him. And opposite team walks a kid in the locker room. They sat with him until they took him away in the paramedics. Well, even... And you don't even have to go recently to see that. I mean, go back to the 80s and look at when uh, Clint Malarchuk took the skate to the neck. Yeah. I mean, like, literally, the moment that hit happened, both teams knew something's fucked up. Something's yeah. not right. And then they pulled the he pulled his helmet off, and you just saw the river running out of his neck. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. I say that's why a lot of goaltenders nowadays wear, like, that. The, the, neck the plexiglass yeah. Yeah. Uh, neck guard. I mean... To me, hockey is a team player sport. Yes. It's not a individualized sport where if you look at the MLB, you got guys like fucking Bryce Harper and Mike Trout. Not not saying I have a problem with Mike Trout. Mike Trout's a phenomenal pitcher. Love him. Did you say pitcher? Is he a pitcher? Mark, Mike Trout's not a pitcher. I thought he was. No. <laughs> but, but Mike Trout, you know... You, regardless, I, I personally consider Mike Trout the best player in baseball right now. That's my personal opinion. Oh, but. he is. I'm not. I am not going to disagree with yeah. that. But you got assholes like Bryce Harper, and that's coming from your hometown, boy. Your your favorite boys, your Phillies over there, and you're yeah. saying you're saying that about him. Yeah, it's well, Bryce Harper's just been a fuck since he got into the league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like he's just been an arrogant fucking knob everywhere he's been. But like. You got guys like that, and it just fucking ruins the sport for yeah. everybody else because yeah. they're more focused on hating on Bryce Harper than they are on the yeah. actual game. Yeah. And I definitely am. I can't stand yeah, Bryce Harper. I don't <laughs> oh, I can't stand him either. And he's he's with my team. Yeah. yeah. But like, I'll you look I'll... at guys like 
or you even look at the league as far as the NHL goes, and yeah, we talk shit about players or whatever, but we're there to watch the game, or we yeah. tune in to watch the game. Yep. We don't yeah. tune in to be just dumpstering like Paul, for example. You know, he could he could if he wanted to spend an entire game dumpstering on Chris Letang. Yeah, he does that a lot. <laughs> he does. But, for the most part, yeah. he's there to watch the game. Exactly. He's, not, he's there to enjoy the exactly. game. Like, to me, hockey is one of the sports, bouncing off what you said, it's a lot of... It's, it's like, a fan sport. It is, That's but it it's is. like an in individuality team sport. So, you have all your players doing their action to get one goal done. You know, I'm going to sound like a broken record. I'm going to compare it to wrestling. Wrestling team, you have 12 weights. Each person does their own duty, try to get points and win the match. Same thing with hockey. Each person sits there in their own position to try to connect the dots to make the lamp go off. Get whether, up, what, whether you're home, whether you're away, get in, get out, get going. Yeah. On and off the ice, all times. All right, let's, let's move back into more more positive side of things. Uh, I mean, not that we're on a negative side, but going back to we were talking about you know our first experiences with hockey and stuff like that. So one of my earliest memories, I know I said this in the, the first time we did an improv, but Ethan didn't get to hear this. Uh, my, one of my, just kind of the, something that brings me back to, you know, I'm, I have pictures, photo albums filled with pictures. Like, me, year and a half, two years old, just sitting on my dad's chest or sitting in my dad's lap right next to him, sitting there watching the hockey game with him. Like, just not even knowing what I'm watching, literally just sitting there with my dad watching, watching a hockey game. But, you know, one of my earliest that I remember is back when the Penguins made their, their second run at the Cup back in 2009 against the Red Wings, the, the second year of the back-to-back, the, -back, the year we won. I remember, like, knowing... The year you should have lost is what you mean. Yeah, the year we should have lost back-to-back. -back. But, uh, you know, not, at the time, you know, watching hockey, just, you know, watching the Penguins just to watch the Penguins, me not really knowing the significance of what was happening, you know. It was Game 7, I remember, the way my house was set up, like, my bedroom's, like, kind of, like, back here, and then there's, like, a very, like, a foot hallway, then straight on to our living room. You can see the TV, kind of like pretty much at the angle that we're at right now with the TV down here in the basement. I remember just, just kind of hiding at the end of the hallway, just laying there, just watching the game, being as silent as I could, because I was supposed to be in bed. You know, eight, nine years old, your bedtime's nine, ten o'clock. Yeah. At the time, by, least, by the time these hockey games are over, Wait, it's... you had a bedtime that had double digits? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just, just throwing a number out there, but you know, you, you had a bedtime, you know, not supposed to be up that late, especially with how late some of these hockey games go. Uh, I just remember sitting, like, in the, it's game seven, I'm just, you know, sitting at the end of the hallway, being as quiet as I can. Also, I must have made a, made a sudden movement, or my dad must have heard me or something. I don't remember what I did. But he comes around the corner, and he looks, and he goes, what are you doing? It's 11.30 at night. And I just, my eyes, I'm like, my eyes just wind. I'm like, I just got caught. I fucked up. But he just goes, just, I don't care. Just be quiet. <laughs> he just walks back over, and I just literally just sat at the end of the hall watching. Nice. Watching us as we celebrate and win the cup. As I, I think my earliest was I was in I my my dad and I won Penguins tickets, so I had to oh, go. Yeah, uh, when you're at the hospital. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go to Children's Hospital when I was about seven. Nothing major. I had to do an MRI or an EEG, which an EEG they put a bunch of wires to your head and they basically doctors get paid to watch you sleep. And just, they wanted to make sure my brain waves were normal because, I, you know, I had a, my family has a history of epilepsy, and that's what they were trying to figure out. Anyways, doctor comes into my office. Doctor comes into the room, and we were, like, the first, I think we were, like, the third room in the children's ward. Doc walks in, and he goes, hey, Brandon, I have a question for you. 
And I'm like, yeah, what's going on? He goes, this is for you and your dad because every other kid in this hospital is too, either too young or too sick. I was about 11. He goes, you want to go to the Penguins game with your dad? And I was kind of out of words. I'm like, I don't know what to do. My dad jumped up and he goes, hell yeah, we're going. The tickets we got at, uh, oh my God, before it was the paint can. Consol. Uh, it's still the same Consol. building, but Consol. At the Consol Energy Center. We were five rows from the glass. Wow. They just pulled tickets out and we were five rows from the glass. Damn. And I almost made a sign because I got out of the hospital at 430. The game was a six o'clock start. Yeah. He's like, if you guys want to go, we'll let you out half an hour early. You can get your ass to the game. My dad's like, yep, let's go. <laughs> I didn't even have enough time to wash the glue out of my hair. I'm letting it in the hockey game with little freaking glue ponytails. <laughs> my dad's like, go in the bathroom and just do this real quick. He's looking like a white LL Cool J. <laughs> basically, basically, he's like, go in the bathroom. Ladies real love quick. Cool Brain. <laughs> he's like, go, he's like, go in the ba- go in the bathroom, rub some water in your hair, and just try to get some of that glue out. You know, we ran down to the strip, got a t-shirt, and went back, and we made it probably two minutes before puck drop. Yeah. I'll say one of my first was, um, it, I know it was the, oh, I can't remember if it's the 04, 05 season, or the 05 or 06. So you were like six. six. You're young. But um, my, this was when I went to my, like, my very first Otters game with my dad. I, I don't remember much. I just remember it was against the Silberry Wolves. And obviously, I know they didn't you win. You fucking remember that? Yeah. How? <laughs> I, I, that's all I remember. I remember my first game who we played. I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anywho, th- that's like one of my first. And then, of course, my dad would take me once in a while to my cousin Jack's hockey games because he played hockey. Mm-hmm. That's, Colin's, that's Colin's brother, who's the same age as me. Um, I would go to his games to yeah, watch I hockey. Thought- I thought you were older than Jeff. I am a few months older. A few months older. I thought you were. Me, hit, me, hit, me, Jack, and Jeff are like five months apart. I'm. He's May of '99. Jack September. I'm October. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Jack's like two weeks older than me. <laughs> You're making Ethan's head hurt. But it. um. No, I'm making my head hurt with fucking drinking. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then as far as he like, just cracked open another one. That's a Pepsi. That, oh, I, was, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw most definitely <laughs> I saw the. I'm sorry. I saw the pop can next to the computer. Not I, the. Um, and then like, at, and then for like for my reason becoming a Penguins fan was just watching always just always watching the Penguins play. And then it was you should have been a Flyers fan. I say it was the kind of opposite to Kyle. It was the 08, the 07, 08 season when I became the. Yeah. I would say it was probably around the same time for me with the Red Wings. I mean, yeah. I I think I went to my first Otters game like the oh my first uh, Otters I would have one that I would have remembered would have been like first or second grade. I'm talking. That's about. Probably, I think the first one of mine was like the either the 0405 season. We're talking back before Flint was a team. Back before North Bay changed their name. Like, we yeah. still like had back the before, we, back, yeah, we still had the Plymouth Whalers. Yeah, and... Back we, when, back when, they, when uh, before Hamilton moved, or Belleville moved to Hamilton. Yeah. yeah, and then when I came... I think I became a Red Wings fan probably right around the same time. Yeah. Because, as I said, I spent a lot of time with my uncle growing up, and he was a diehard... And he's a diehard... Wow! <laughs> and he is a diehard... 
Red Wings fan. Holy fuck, that was hard. Um, Worms. Words. Worms. 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 <laughs> Doors. Um, and, you know, I spent a lot of time with them when I was growing up. And, you know, every time I was with them, we were, as I said, either watching our live Red Wings game or we were watching highlights. And that's when I'm like, I think this is my team. Yeah. He also was kind of coercing me and be like, yeah, we fucking hate the Penguins. And I'm like, okay, we hate the Penguins. Like, me being the dumb fucking kid I was. <laughs> and, yeah, and I've been with a team that's got a very bad reputation. As but in, a very good history, though. Oh, a great history, but just a bad last, you know. Decade. 14 little, years. Well, almost but 15 years now. Because to be completely honest, I'm surprised I didn't become a Red Wings fan because my, my granddad, my grandpa, he's a big Red Wings fan as well. well your grandpa and I should get along just fine. Just um, but I think when it came to, like, and that was a thing why I've always, like, um, another thing to kind of bring up to why how I was so close to be with Pittsburgh was at the same time when I was starting to finally learn players, one of the few players... That comes to mind. I remember loving. That's why is Sidney Crosby is Ryan Miller. Like because yeah. I've always yeah. he was one of the first, other than Mark Andre for he was one of the other goaltenders. Like I I can easily remember. The like, he was one, one of the, the was one Ryan of the, Miller with Pittsburgh Buffalo. No. Oh Buffalo. No. Like, I, I thought because never mind. Continue because um, I at the same time um, my cousin Jack was big Buffalo fan, so we would always. At times, watch if Penguin were on, watch the Sabers play, yeah. and that's kind of all yeah. why Ryan Miller's always one of my second all-time favorites. Has always been Roberto Luongo. He's been Bobby been, Lou. He's, a, he's a incredible. Oh my God, hey, dude! I don't know about y'all, but it made me so happy to see that man get his hall ring. Yeah, mm. that was cool. And, oh God, it, it, even. Watching the videos of him getting his jersey retired and, you know, his Hall of Fame induction and him getting the blazer and all that stuff, I was just mm. like, dude, it, that's, that right there is a man who deserves every fucking yeah. bit of that. Mm-hmm. Did, Bo- did Bobby Lou ever raise a cup? Just curious. No, no. Unfortunately, him, I, and nor, him or nor Ryan Miller ever did. I thought so, Ryan Miller no, had no. one. Wow. N- neither did Hunter Clunquist. Three of the greatest goaltenders of our I generation. Said, I say I knew about Henrik. That one broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. that one. And that's just like with Ryan Miller. King, King Henry never got to, to actually hoist his, his trophy. So so close when and from they the, played when he was. I don't think he's eligible quite yet for the not for yet. the hall. Mm. Since he just no. retired. You think, you think he's going in? Oh yeah, yes. Ryan Miller. He's going in. No, Henrik. Oh yeah, him yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I think that's why. Going back to Ryan. Just That's just why. because the you know the NHL they they look at numbers they look at cups you know he might not be first ballot but he will be in there someday yeah probably, um, probably I'd say probably two to three years after after he's eligible you know I think the one that really blows my mind who's not in the hall right now Chris Osgood is he not yet no no he's mm. not in the hall wow. of fame believe it or not interesting which it it, it it baffles me because if I'm not mistaken I think Hasek is. I think so. I think Dominic yeah. Hasek is. Yeah. And it's just like, you have arguably the best goaltender in 
like statistics wise, yeah. in franchise history for Detroit, and you chose his backup over him. Did yeah. he? Did he? Dominic Hasek ever get his jersey retired by Detroit? No, he did by. Buffalo. I don't. Uh, Has he played for Detroit? Huh? Dominic Hasek played for yes. Detroit. That's yes, what he did. just said. Dominic really? Hasek played for Detroit. I, I did not know Buff- that. I know Buffalo. Fun fact. Numbers. I think. Hold on. I, might I don't be blown think smoke he got. I've heard Ron, um, Ethan would know. That's why I figured I'd ask him. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say Dominic Hasek played for Detroit. Uh, I think he did. I don't. I thought he spent his whole year career in Buffalo. He mostly played for the Detroit or for the Buffalo Sabers. No, he did play for Detroit. Oh wow! Okay. He was drafted in 199th overall wow. in the 1983 draft by Chicago. Chicago. Uh, wow. Uh, hold on. Let me pull up stats here real quick. Uh, career. So website. So it looks like oh god, he bounced all over the fucking place. So he only spent four seasons with Detroit. Okay. So he he spent two seasons in Chicago. He spent one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He spent nine seasons with Buffalo from ni- the 91-92 season all the way up to the 99-2000 season. Wow. Wow. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the 2000-2001 season. And then from there, he spent from 2001 to 2004 with Detroit. Then in, in 05-06, he went up to Ottawa, spent one season in Ottawa. Really? Yes. Really? And then after the 05-06 season, he spent 06-07 and 07-08 in Detroit. Wow. And he retired. Hmm. But uh, one thing, more, more information I want to get from Ethan. I know back when we took our, our trip to Buffalo, the five, it was what, us four, Colin, and I believe Mara was there, your, uh, Ethan's girlfriend. Um, that was your first, career, your first NHL game, right? Yes. What was that, that that experience like for you? That that trip in general, what was that day trip, that night trip? What was your favorite part? Your your most memorable piece that you took from that night, for your your first NHL game? Oh, up at uh, KeyBank. Yep. I think it was more or less the, just, believe it or not, the size of the arena. Yeah. The arena took me genuinely by surprise, and yeah. I I was like, because I've been so used to the Erie Insurance Arena, which is where our. our Erie Otters play him. Holy shit. I'm sorry. Dominic Hasek's daughter is gorgeous. <laughs> like, bro. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's a bombshell. Uh, anyway. But. Get back on topic here. <laughs> Come on, Ethan. You can do it. I, uh, I'm going to mount and do it. Uh, <laughs> No, I think it was just seeing the scale of everything because, you know, I'm so used to Erie Insurance Arena where, I mean, don't get me wrong, Erie Insurance, EIA is not a small arena by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, going up to, like, Key Bank Center, or now I've recently gotten to check off PPG finally, and, you know, got to go down into the paint can, and 
you know, just seeing the sheer scale of it. it, 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 it yeah. Me as an ice hockey... You had to take two flights of escalators to even get to the rink. Yeah. <laughs> I think when we went to PPG, we were at the very top. We were at yeah. the very top level, and it took us three or four yeah. to get up there. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. And Colin's like, oh, no, we got one more level. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean we got one more level? He's <laughs> like, we got one more level. And I'm like... Dude, my fat ass is about to have an asthma attack. What the hell? And, like, I think that is just because, and even growing up playing the NHL games and seeing how big the arenas look in the games, and then when you're standing at the very top of the arena looking down on the ice and you're like, It's incredible. Wow. I am. Us being at the, those nosebleeds up in Buffalo was beautiful. Oh my yeah. god! Just how, how how the six of us? How much we were able to get our voices to just and echo across that entire and arena? It's funny because there was like what ten thousand people at that game. No, there wasn't uh, that many. Really? Th- it was it was a Penguins thing, but there wasn't quite that many. Uh, but there's still probably that that arena was only there's only maybe at a half capacity. Yeah, I it wasn't what, that full. Yeah, because that was literally not a couple days before everything shut down. That's that was like yeah, it was literally yeah. like a week before the whole shutdown. Like the Penguins, like third to last game before the COVID. I remember down. after our trip to the Penguins Detroit game, um, I remember we we, wrote, we had a lot of fun. We wanted to go back. Um, I remember we were hesitant which one we wanted to go to Buffalo, Pittsburgh Buffalo or Pittsburgh Columbus. You know, Col- I still think. We and we luckily we did chose Columbus Pittsburgh Buffalo because which, which one? Which one? Because third time's the charm, Jeff. Because the game. Because and I had also found tickets. Those tickets were like thirty-five bucks a piece. Yeah. 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 No. What pisses me off is the fact that my sister is a student down in Pittsburgh, hmm. and her fucking Penguins tickets are dirt cheap. Yeah. Like, like fifteen bucks. Yeah. She's paying like ten or fifteen. Dude, she could have gone to the fucking season opener for twelve bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. I, I got I got lucky enough to go to the second game of and the year call, against Tampa. And she called me. And she. I was talking with it. I'm like, why the hell didn't you tell me you get a student discount? She's like, well, I knew you were coming down later in the week, so I didn't. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> you get $15 tickets yeah. for the Penguins. My my parents' friends are season ticket holders with the Penguins, and I think they go to at least 10 games a year. And a lot of times they'll invite my mom and Paul to go down just because they kind of roll over like the, you guys do with the otters. Yeah. The tickets roll over. Whatever so, we don't go so to. they'll have like 12 tickets and they'll invite like 10 people. Hey, you guys want to go to the Penguins game with us? And they're like, hell yeah. I remember first time when we went, did our Buffalo trip, I remember I was kind of over, a little overwhelmed with how steep it was. I was compared to PBG Paints. So I was like, oh, this is steep. And then. Go to Buffalo. I you see. I thought PPG. I thought PPG was, was I th- steeper. I think PBG was. You know what steep was? Columbus, where our yes. knees were in the person's ears in front of us. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, it was really tight. Yeah. That's why it was so tight. Even f- Jeffy was squeezing it. Yeah, in the there. four of us had. We literally had to sit like, Bobo, Jeff, Colin, me. That's how tight these seats were. They're very, very tight. I think, to be honest, when well, we PPG was. Literally, I literally when we first, I had to literally hold my pretzel and eat it like this. My be- like well, you could have just sat it on the back of the person in front of you. Like, <laughs> even when I, if I wanted to hold my beer. But I had to dr- put my food down to pick up my beer and take a sip because I couldn't just, like, genuinely, like, like fully extend or reach down. I, I literally had to be like, put it down. Let you do this, like, 
That is my only complaint about Columbus. Yeah. Beautiful, Honestly, gorgeous arena. The cannon is cool. Scared the fuck out of me the first time it went off. I, I but it's cool as shit. Funny still about that was we knew it was, it was going to be shot off. We just didn't came. know when. The we know okay, it goes off somewhere in pregame. We don't know when. All of a sudden, boom! Like it scared the shit out of all of us. And it was, the Columbus fans behind us were like, "That got you, didn't it?" We're like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no fucking shit. And we he was shot and, a howitzer in this goddamn And, and it was funny because he was like, it's all right. I love seeing fans. I think he had season tickets. He's like, all right. I'm not I sure love that, seeing. But... He's like, I love seeing fans freak out when that cannon goes off. I'm like, yeah, it's good. I knew it went off after every goal, and I knew it went off in pregame, but I wasn't I sure it would when go during off the, when the, they the, the pregame. But um, I'll say we didn't get to hear it after they won because <laughs> Columbus didn't yeah. win. But, but <laughs> I was at least glad we got well, to well, least while we're staying staying on the topic of arenas. What are some of your biggest bucket list arenas, Ethan? I mean, obviously it would be Little Caesars. It's my biggest yeah. one. And then Amelie down in Tampa, I think would be cool. And believe it or not, I want to go to an Anaheim game. That's you literally named some of my three. Yeah. <laughs> my my top three is Honda Center in Anaheim, Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, and uh, Amelie Arena in, in Tampa. My top three. I say my top. Little Caesars would be nice. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to go Little Caesars too. I'm so pissed it should be the Lou. My top. I'd say my top four would be Bridgestone, mostly because of the fans in that. Um. Emerly Arena. The Guarded MSG. Motherfucker, I forgot about that. Um, what? MSG. Yeah. For the fact that that. Not just for hockey. just for how whole just it's an it's an artifact at this point. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's a golden like, it's good like the golden arches, man. It's I a said, landmark. And like yeah. how many like how many ma- major events that took place in that building? Yeah, Whether or in that city in general. Um, yeah. In T-Mobile Arena for. Yeah, Vegas. I didn't want to go see Vegas. I I've seen like videos like of their enti- like not just their how their fans are. Just their pregame, like, is so it's just, yeah. it's so cool. so electric, and it's, it's incredible. I think they have, like, a fucking Tesla coil hanging from the ceiling or something like that. That yeah. is a melee. Is I know they have, like, a, almost like a fort, like a fortress kind of, like, yeah, castle themed up top. That's Emily that has the, the, uh, Light. lightning rods. But my top three, number one, would be, like, I just said Emily. Number two, I'm going to go with Jeffy and say MSG. Just be, you know... Just the atmosphere of that arena would be incredible. And, oh my, my third? I don't even know. There's so many I want to go to. Yeah. I said, I already knocked um, yeah. Nationwide out off of my bucket list. Yeah. What was Nationwide? Columbus. 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 Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I'll kind of ask all of you guys, like, of the three, well, two slash three arenas we've been, you guys have been to, which is your favorite? Uh, Buffalo. <sighs> really? I don't like the seats in Columbus. You, but you like Buffalo better than Pittsburgh? Uh, well, we go to... Exterior, I, mean, I will... Me, I mean, me, I'd say well, it's the paint can. I mean, the paint can is kind of, you know, <clears throat> obvious with us being Honestly, Penguins fans. taking the seats out of it, I got to go Nationwide. Yeah. I do, I did real, Nationwide I, is a nationwide, gorgeous well, arena. And there's so much That arena stuff. is gorgeous. Oh, see, a, can, a can of, you know, like, the, the big cans of beer at Pittsburgh, how you paid about 15 bucks for those? They're like eight. Those are like eight bucks in Columbus. Yeah. 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 Cheap as shit over there. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that's cheap as shit. I, Compared I, to I Pittsburgh, did. that's cheap as, that's half the price. 
I did like the atmosphere in Columbus. That was yeah. a lot of fun, especially just that little overnight trip we did. That yeah. was a blast. I say, I definitely think we need to do like an overnight trip to Detroit and go to Little City. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, I know we were. Kyle and I were talking about that, like, like while we were down in Detroit, regardless if it's against the Penguins or not, we were. Talking. I don't care. Like, I think it'd be cool to do it in the same weekend that the Otters are up in Windsor. Windsor's a hop, skip, and a jump across the across the lake from Detroit. Windsor's 10, 15 minutes away from Detroit. Go watch the Detroit Detroit play. I don't know Boston, and then go watch go cheer on Erie over in Windsor. Yeah, I feel like it'd be cool as shit. Oh yeah. Now I got two birds with one stone. Hell yeah. Yep. Because that'd be obviously. Or knock out two two stones with one bird, depending on how. That'd you be impressive. Out. Yeah, because yeah, the knockout. Um, not only our first OHL arena. Um. Like away, away. Yeah. That's not in at the EIA or in knockout another NHL arena. But I'd say of the three, and plus it would give us an it would give us an excuse to go up to Ontario. Yep. Yeah. Is it as soon as I get my passport, I'm down for a road trip up to Canada. Oh yeah. Me too. So. Well, I'm telling you what. Yeah, even to go catch catch a game up in Toronto. I'll go yeah. turn the I'll go turn the Leafs for a game. Oh fuck that! No, I'll go to I'll go up to Montreal. Yeah. I think we've talked about it, even though it hasn't been announced, but I definitely want to go up to Montreal for Carey Price's jersey. Yeah. That would be fun. I, yeah. That was the one I would really like to go to. I know we're, we're trying to go, some of us in are trying to go to Ryan Miller's in, in Buffalo, so. Yeah. It's, I kind of like March or February something? January 19th. Oh, January 19th. Okay. I, I kind of looked at it. It's kind of funny. Buffalo tickets right now are like range between 40 to... 70 bucks right yeah. now, and then when you look at the tickets for Ryan Miller's jersey, even those beads are what like 100 bucks. I was they're saying? over 100, yeah, they're close to 200. dollars they're, they're expensive, yeah. holy yeah. just for fucking and balls. Then, yeah. And then I look yeah. at games after that, uh, then they go back down. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it, I think it'd be cool to see at least his retirement. I've never been to a jersey retirement, so. yeah. Yeah. I've only been to Vinny Scott's in Erie when they retired his jersey. Yeah, that's all yeah. I've been to in Erie. Yep. Yeah. Other than that, the only other um, banner raised was obviously divisional titles or yeah. Yeah. Um, that the Otters have won in the past. But uh, jersey rap, jersey retirements, it was only Vinny Scott's yeah. from Otters. Yeah. But um, of the three, I'd say nationwide's my favorite. I said um, the only thing, like I said, like Kyle and Bobo, the seats. That's the only right yeah. I had with that arena. Buffalo, I love the inside, but the exterior outside is yeah. The ex- exterior of Buffalo is, is almost, I would dare I say dog shit. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. That 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 thing. It's kind of the same thing. That's kind like of the you don't same. you don't look at that building and say hockey. See, that's kind like, of the same don't. way with the field house. I went to the field house to go see a concert. Cleveland, yeah. And it's the same way. Like it's just a big can building. And then you look up and well, it's that, not, not, that's not mainly house. known for hockey, though. So, I mean, but it's, still, it's mostly well, known for basketball. But still, it's like it's the same kind of building from from above. You'd be like, they play basketball in there, and then you walk downtown Cleveland. Holy shit, it's the field house. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's yeah. The three Columbus is my favorite, and then I would say Pittsburgh, and then KeyBank. But. Yeah, I would put Pittsburgh above KeyBank, easily. Yeah. yeah. At 
All right, that was a fun little improv, boys. We did fun there. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. So we definitely have to do that more often here. That was. That was a lot of fun. Moving on to our, our part where we were great, where we see where we this, where we went wrong with our predictions where of, we the, of the wrong. past week. Where we went wrong, part three. <laughs> Starting off Monday night, we had Chicago versus Carolina. Everybody's getting a point because we all predicted Carolina. Hey. None of us were anywhere close to the final score. The final score was three to nothing. Uh, Ethan what? said five to three. Jeffy said five to one. I said five nothing. Dude, can I? Can said I six get an, to four. Can I get like a quarter of a point because I had three in my final score? No. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, everybody got a point there. Going on to Tuesday, we had Dallas versus Tampa Bay, the Stanley Cup 2020 rematch. Final score was 5-4 Tampa Bay in overtime. Uh, Ethan said 4-3 Tampa Bay in overtime. Fuck! So normally you got the team right and you got the goal differential correctly, and you said overtime. So normally that'd be worth four. Because you didn't get exactly 5-4, though, you will get still get three points for that. I don't care. I'll take so. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the last place. Uh, Jeffy said Dallas, so Jeffy does not get anything there. Bobo <laughs> also said the goal differential, Tampa, and in overtime. So Bobo also gets three points for that. Oh, wow. Yay! I get two because I got the goal differential and Tampa. Good. All right. Moving on to Wednesday, L.A. versus Edmonton. That was a good game. Um, the Kings won 3-1. to one. The only person getting a point... Is Ethan, who got the team again and the goal differential, so you get two points for that one. Ooh! So Ethan jumps into a, a decent lead here. Uh, and finally, on Saturday, we had Buffalo versus Toronto, Battle of the Border, as we were calling it. Uh, if that game is over, it is. Toronto won 5-2. to two. I don't think... Oh! So the only two getting points are, again, Ethan and Jeff. Uh, nobody got the goal differentials yet. You guys each just get one point there. I said five to three. You said five to three Buffalo. You said five to three Buffalo. So you were completely off. See, after tallying up those points, Kyle is at 11. Jeffy's at eight. Bobo's at nine. Ethan jumps all the way up to 12. So Ethan takes the lead this week. So, all right. We're going to jump off, take a break, and figure out our new games for the week. No. I already have mine. All right. The first game that we have is for Monday, November 21st. I have the game to watch. Boston versus Tampa, which currently Boston 16-2, Tampa 10-6-1. I'm going to go Tampa 3-2 overtime. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to agree with Jeffy on the 3-2, but that is, that's going to go to a shootout. Who's winning? Uh, Tampa. Tampa? All right, no, fuck it. Boston. Ooh. Okay. Bobo. Oh, my God. Both are on fire this year, so I don't know. Um, I'm going to go 4-3 Tampa regulation. And I'm going to say... Ooh. Join the dark side. Do Baston. I'm going to say Baston. Uh, I'm going to say 5-2 to two Boston. Wow. Boston's just too good this year, man. They're too good. On Monday, Ethan. I know you picked the game for Monday as well. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the other Monday game we have 
Well, that I picked is Colorado and Dallas. Jeff McCall? Um, I'm going to go the Avs 4 1. Mm. I'm going to say Avs 3 0. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go Dallas 3 1. Wow, really? I'm going to take the underdog on this one. I Dallas, don't think... Dallas might be one of those undisputed teams this year. You never know. I mean, currently, um, Colorado's 10 5 and 1, and Dallas is. 10-5-2. It depends how they play. Ooh. That depends. It depends how Dallas plays because Colorado's have been a great team it's all in season. It's, it's also in Dallas. Not that that matters nowadays. This is tougher than I thought it'd be, honestly. I didn't realize that Dallas was as good as they are. Yeah. I didn't um, realize. I didn't realize. I actually looked at it. Hot. I'm Damn. saying... I'm saying it's going to be a close one. I'm saying 4-3 Colorado. I'm actually going to change the regulation. Yeah. I'm going right. to change the Dallas score to 2 instead of 1. Three. Four. Oh. To 4-1. Four, instead of 4-1, four, 4-2. Four, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Wednesday, the 23rd. Wednesday. We have hump day, hump the day. Flames and the Penguins. The Flames sitting at 8-7-2. The Penguins sitting at 8-7-3. Being there in the paint can, I'm going to take Pittsburgh 4-3 over time. So Bobo said 4-3 overtime Pittsburgh. Uh, Y'all are going to disagree with me. I'm going to say... I think it's going to be a close one, but it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to say 2-1 Calgary OT. I'm also going to say 2-1 Calgary, but in regulation. Okay. Um, Come on, Calgary, you know, on the just, dark side. I would say just, just to, uh, to, to give some good luck, you got to send out good vibes for the Pens. Join in Bobo with this one. I'm going 3-1 Pittsburgh. Yeah. In regulation or in OT? In the fourth in a, overtime. In a shootout. In the fourth overtime? <laughs> oh, yeah. And finally, We've the game... We've been watching this game for six and a half hours. <laughs> what the fuck? It's Tampa Bay Columbus flashbacks. What Jesus. The, what was the one game that went what on the, like seven shootout rounds that we that were was, watching? That's, what not was that, the, that's not that impressive, but... Still, the, it was the one game, we, I think we were all watching it down here. Down in the studio, and it was like oh, it was, uh, Toronto and somebody just as early yes, in the season. Yes, yes, it, it was like seven or late last season. Was it? Was yeah, it? I think that was before I left. Yeah, it was like seven or eight shootout. Well, late last rounds. season would have been like Feb- March, February, so you would have been gone. No, it, I, so it might have been the season before. Was I, it late last season? Or was it very, very early this season? I think it was very early this season because I remember Ethan being here. I, Ethan was not here. For I'm saying for the was late game. last season. Was it last? I don't remember. I can't remember. Anyways, we're getting we're getting on topic. Anyways, are we? Um, <laughs> mine was battle of the basement teams on Friday. Sorry, not sorry. I'm not fucking wrong. Uh, it's the six ten and one Ottawa Senators visiting the five eleven and one Anaheim Ducks. Oh Which, God. Fun fact: 
Anaheim has played 17 games. Not a single one of their wins has came in regulation. Holy shit. All five of their wins have been in overtime. Wow. So they have not yet won a game in regulation. Out of 17 games now? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, actually, first of all, let's get your answer. Um, you know, boy, fantasy-wise, even though I just dropped his ass because he's doing dog shit, Trevor Zegras, uh, I'm saying three to nothing, and I'm. Oh, boy. I'm, um, I'm going to say four, three, OT. They're going to keep that streak. Ooh. Um, Anaheim. You good? You okay there? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're going to keep that um, winning, keep that streak going of their wins coming in. Actually, and Ethan. Man, this one's actually kind of tough for me. Because they're both dog shit teams. Um, give me... Give me three nothing Anaheim. You saying the same thing as me? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Then fuck it, two nothing Anaheim. <laughs> to join the dark side or to fucking be the odd man out? Oh boy. What do you do if it ends up being three to nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Probably shoot himself in the foot. <laughs> I would. Dude, I, at that point, I'd rather get hit by a runaway Peterbilt. So I'd eat the grill of that motherfucker. Fuck it. Make some birdie burgers on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to be the odd one out. I'm going to go Ottawa. Ottawa? I'm going to go Ottawa, and I'm going to go... 8 nothing. I'm going to go one zero Ottawa. Very low scoring, just Very one nothing. Low, just one. So nothing. three of us have a shot out here going. Wow. All right, so yeah, games to watch. We got Tampa, Tampa Bay versus Boston on Monday, Colorado versus Dallas on Monday, Calgary versus Pittsburgh on Wednesday, and Friday we got Ottawa versus Anaheim. So keep a lookout for those games. You know. I um, just want to say um, for everyone that celebrates Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving. Since about be later this week. Um, so I hope you guys have a safe and holiday, and we'll see you guys definitely next week when we record. Yep. Just to be make sure you guys are following us on all of our our um, social media: TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And um, there is a soon-to-be Patreon and yes. soon-to-be Instagram. All right. Until then, we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Peace.